Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Money in the Black. So today's message is entitled, Tweet Yourself. You know, proverbs are like tweets. They're these powerful, pithy statements that are packed full of wisdom. A lot of peas in that line right there. If you could tweet your younger self on the topic of money, what would you tell yourself? What would you say? This is what we're going to consider this morning, and we have some tweets to take a look at. Here's the first tweet from Proverbs. It's Proverbs 23, 4. And this is what the tweet says. Don't wear yourself out trying to get rich. Restrain yourself. Here's the first thing to write down. Slow down. Write down, slow down. There's the tweet that if Proverbs could tweet you, it would tweet you this. Slow down. Don't wear yourself out. Time Magazine very recently did a cover article about America, and it says, Who killed summer vacation? We are a no-cation nation, is what it says in this article. I want to read you a couple quotes from this recent Time Magazine article. First of all, it says, Technology, and you know this is true, technology now perpetually tethers workers to the office. Who says amen to that? Oh, my gosh. The smartphone never takes time off. Most people, 61%, according to a 2013 survey, say they typically keep working even if they're not at work. And for families, any kind of true escape, true escape from routine has become harder to plan for us. It goes on to say that exhausting days, see if this resonates with you, exhausting days lead to lethargic, stress-filled, and accordingly sleepless nights. Is anybody finding it hard to sleep at night? The body and mind take big hits, and studies link overwork to depression and cardiovascular problems. We are a nation of antidepressants. We are also a nation of painkillers, growing epidemic between antidepressants and painkillers. Third quote, Americans essentially gave $52.4 billion worth of money back to their companies because they would not take their vacations. Last quote, What is the most successful advertising commercial of all time? McDonald's, you deserve a break today. It resonated with people deeply. And what this article is saying is, is that there are companies that are now paying their employees, paying them if they'll disconnect. So we will give you bonuses. We will give you money to go on vacation. And when you go, you can't check your email. You can't check your text because you are so worn out that when you come back, you're, you're of lesser value to us. We need you to rest. We need you to slow down. There's the first tweet. Let's look at the second tweet. Proverbs 13, 11. Whoever gathers money, notice, what does it say? Can you read those three words? Little by little makes it grow. Save. Save. All right, I want to show you an example from Financial Peace University. It's a class that we've done many times between these two guys, Ben and Arthur. All right? So Ben saves $2,000 a year, but he starts at the age of 19 saving $2,000 a year. But he stops at age 26, so he's only saved 
and only invested a grand total of $16,000. Arthur, on the other hand, got started a little bit later at the age of 27. But he saves from 27 to 65, and he saves $78,000. Now, let's talk about compound interest. Let's look at the next slide. At age 65, Arthur, the guy that saved $78,000, has $1.5 million in the bank. But Ben, Ben, who stopped at the age of 26, has $2.2 million in the bank. Albert Einstein says this, compound interest is the eighth wonder of the world. Now, some of us in this room have passed age 19 a long time ago, and we're like, where were you when I was 19? Why did you tell me that then? What you, all of you've done is depressed me. Okay, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. I want you, whatever age you are now, fast forward 20 years. If you're 20 years older right now, what would you tell your 20-year younger self? What would you tweet yourself? You would still tell yourself to save. You would still do that. Even though you're not 19 and 20 or 25 anymore, you would still do the same thing. Do not worry over spilled milk. Just start now. Slow down. Tweet number one. Save. Tweet number two. All right. Let's look at the third tweet from the book of Proverbs. Proverbs 22.7. This is what it says. Those who borrow are slaves of money lenders. The third thing to write down is this. Stay out of debt. Stay out of debt. According to NerdWallet, the average American household is in $15,706 worth of credit card debt. And the tweet from Proverbs says that we should avoid that. Fourth tweet. Fourth tweet. Proverbs 21.5. Careful planning leads to profit. Careful planning leads to profit. Stick to a plan. What's the plan? Make a budget. Stick to a plan. Make a budget. A budget is a plan. It's very, very simple, right? A very simple thing to do. I make a budget. I make a plan. Here's how much I bring home, and here's how much I spend. Now, we've done all the tweets. Now, let's really talk, okay? There's the information. Slow down. Save. Stay out of debt. Stick to a plan. Here's what all the financial experts tell us. Nobody's confused about math. Nobody's confused about math. Everybody's got it. They, the fan, financial experts tell us that nobody's coming into their office and saying, um, hey, you know, I'm in debt. I have this problem. And the financial expert says back to him, well, here's the problem. You're bringing home $5,000 a month, and you're spending six. And nobody's saying to them, oh, my gosh, I didn't know that 6,000 was a bigger number than five. I had no idea. Nobody says that. Nobody has a math problem. You know what the financial experts say? He says, it's not that we can't do it. It's that we won't do it. They say the issue is behavior. The issue is self-control. The issue is discipline. That if we can help Americans be more disciplined and self-control, wham, we've solved the financial crisis because it's not a numbers problem. There are tons and tons of people throughout this country who are making below average salaries, and yet they're not in debt and they're going to retire comfortably. And it's a self-control issue. Self-control issue. Money, it's not about the numbers. It's about our behaviors. So I want to share another tweet to you, with you, okay? Here's the most important 
tweet of the day, because I figure you already know about saving and staying out of debt and making a budget. So Proverbs 25, 28, this is what it says. Like a city whose walls are broken through is a person who lacks self-control. So when that was written, a city would have walls around it, and those walls protected it. And if it didn't have walls, then any enemy coming along willy-nilly could just break right in. And for us, if we don't have self-control then anything can break in and cause us to have a problem, particularly in the area of money. We're walking down the street and we see a new iPhone or an iWatch or a Starbucks, right? And we're like, oh my gosh, I don't care that I don't have the money. I have a credit card and I'll just walk right in because my walls are broken down, right? And so what we need is self-control. We need walls built back up so that we can be disciplined and that we can have self-control. The experts say the issue is not numbers, it's discipline. It's willpower. It's self-control. So I'm just going to give you two points today, real briefly. The two points are this. One is practical and one is supernatural, all right? One is practical and one is supernatural. I find in talking to people that most of us lean one way or the other. We either lean practical or we lean supernatural. We're told that Jesus Christ was human and he was divine, practical and supernatural. I want to say to you, you need both. I want to ask you not to choose one or the other. I want to ask you to choose both. I'm going to ask you to marry together this morning so that we can make radical changes with our money from these tweets from Proverbs because we've married together practical and supernatural. All right, here's the first thing. Here's the practical first. We need rest, please. We need to rest. This is so important. I read to you from this article from Time Magazine for a very important reason. Not only because it was the first tweet to slow down, but secondly, because it talks so much about the importance of rest. And I want to talk to you for a few moments about the importance of rest because the Bible talks so much about rest. It elevates rest way up here. And rest has a lot to do with your self-control and my discipline. That's what it has a lot to do. This is what we're told about Jesus in Mark 6.31. Then, because so many people were coming. In other words, what's that saying? It's saying there was a lot of stuff going on. Like it was really happening. Crowds were coming in. Jesus had the momentum. He had the big mo. This is the time to push the pedal to the metal and go, Jesus. And what does he do? Because so many people were coming and going. They didn't even have a chance to eat. They didn't even have a chance to eat. Have you worked so hard some days that you didn't stop to eat? Have you ever worked so, if you have, just nod your head. I know that you're alive out there. Have you ever worked so hard you haven't had a chance to eat? At the end of the day, have you told somebody, oh man, I was like a badge of honor. I was working so hard, I didn't even stop to eat. When I, when I started to work for uh, UPS, when I was right out of college, I was 22 years old. They put me on the hardest route in Arlington. And for 45 days, I had to qualify. I didn't eat. Ready for this? I didn't eat. I did not drink. And I did not go to the bathroom for 12 hours straight. Because I was going to qualify. Because the guy right before me did not qualify. And he didn't get the job. And I was not going to fail. My badge of honor. I would not fail. Have you ever done that? Slow down. So, let's, I haven't finished this. I got halfway through the verse. Got so good. They didn't even get a chance to eat. He said to them, what did he say? What did Jesus say? In the midst of the bed, come with me by yourselves to a quiet place and get some rest. Do you know that Jesus often did that? Do you know that the Bible says that Jesus often 
even when things were really busy, even when he shouldn't have, even when all the work was right there, even when great things were happening, that Jesus withdrew? What, what does that example say to us? He withdrew to a quiet place to rest. Genesis chapter 2, this is very important, everybody. Genesis chapter 2, we're told that after God finishes creation, that he does this, he blesses the rest day. He blesses. Like there's a special blessing from God, Almighty God, in rest. And Americans would say, no vacation Americans would say, what? No way. There's a special blessing in not resting. It's a badge of honor, particularly in type A Washington, D.C. Go, 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 go. You feel good about telling your friends and families that you never stop and that you work 24-7? That's a badge of honor in this city. And Jesus says, Take some time and rest. Genesis chapter 2 says there's a blessing and rest. But it goes on in Genesis chapter 2. It goes on and says this. Check this out. It says God blessed the Sabbath day, the rest day, and he declared it holy. Oh, my goodness. Now we're taking it to an all-new level. There's something holy when you rest. What is God trying to communicate to us here? Rest is so important, everybody. Think about this. Exodus chapter 20, God's top 10, which we call the what? The 10 commandments. The 10 commandments. Think about this, would you, for a second. That rest makes it right in there with don't murder. Don't murder. And by the way, make sure that you rest. Okay. Don't cheat somebody. And by the way, make sure that you rest. Hey, don't bow down to idols. Oh, but make sure that you rest. Rest is so important that God put it in his top ten. That should grab our attention. Rest is that important to us. Now, help me out if you can. One of the most famous chapters in all the Bible and probably the most famous psalm in the entire Bible is the 23rd Psalm. Now, I might be a little fuzzy. I didn't write all this down this morning, but if you could help me recall it, if you know it, just speak it out with me, okay? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. What did you say? So there would be no want. There's like an abundance. Did you check that? That's how the whole thing begins. The Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. What does the next line say? He makes me to lie down? So the first thing we have after the opening line of this most famous psalm of all time is after there's abundance, after I shall lack for nothing, I won't be in debt. Thank you very much. I won't be in debt. The first thing that we're told is what? What's the first action? He, the shepherd that's leading me to abundance, is making me to work really hard. Check my phone nonstop, like sleep with it, like a baby in my bed, checking, checking, working, working. Yes. Oh, yes, 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 yes. No, he doesn't lead me. to. He leads me, right? He makes me to lie down. He makes you lie down in green pastures. What's the second thing? Can you help me? All right, let's start from the beginning because I can only do it. <laughs> I can only do it if we start from the beginning. How's it start? The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me lie down in green pastures. Oh, no, no, no. Not he restores me. He leads me beside still waters, quiet waters. Oh, my goodness. So we start out with this abundance by the good shepherd, the most famous psalm of all time. Abundance, not debt, abundance. And the first thing he's saying is, number one, I want you to lie down. 
hey, I want to help you get out of debt, everybody. I want to help you to get money in the black, God is saying to us. So here we go. First thing, lay down. Second thing, get quiet. This is what God says about rest and about money. Self-control and willpower, everyone, is a limited but renewable resource. I want you to think about self-control and discipline and willpower as a limited but renewable resource. Can we, can we look at that battery? Okay, if you have... Okay, do you recognize that? Does that bring panic to you? Oh my goodness. What if... What would I do? What would I, how could I live if this ran out of juice? I, I want you to think about self-control. Remember the walls being torn down. You have no protection. Self-control. I want you to look at self-control, discipline, willpower, all the same thing that the experts say is the key factor in money as the battery on your phone. It's limited, but it's renewable. It's limited, but it's renewable. And here's the thing. It can be renewed every day, and it's renewed through rest, through being quiet. And when you're stimulated all the time because you're tethered to work, screens, so many studies about this, that screens, screens at night mess up your sleep. They're keeping you from getting into the deepest REM sleep that you actually need to replenish yourself. And yet we're all over the screens at night, iPads and iPhones, TVs. Right? We need rest, and it needs to be replenished. Now, a Stanford study, Stanford has actually done a, quite a bit of studies on willpower. I could talk to you about the one that they did. You remember the one that they did with the marshmallows and the cookie and the pretzel with the little kids? The little kids, and they said, hey, we're going to give you a second treat, but you just can't eat this, one city, this marshmallow sitting in front of you right now. Does anybody remember that? We've seen videos of that. All kinds of things have spawned. And we learned a lot. Actually, we learned a lot about those kids because that was done many years ago. Where are they now 20 and 30 years later? It's actually fascinating. I don't want to talk to you about a second Stanford study that was done on adults. And this is what they did with the, uh, with the students there at Stanford. They put them in a room and they said to one group, uh, one at a time, they did this, right, in a room, said, we want you to memorize a two-digit number and then we're going to have you walk down the hall and repeat that number in a different room. And they said to a second group, we want you to memorize a seven-digit number. Watch this. This is incredible. Seven-digit number. You've got to memorize it. You've got to get it right. You're going to walk down the hall. You're going to repeat that number down the hall. Now, here's what happened. In between room to room, those who had to memorize seven digits, right? These guys, as they walked down the hall, everybody was offered either a piece of chocolate cake or a fruit salad, okay? Chocolate cake or fruit salad. And the ones who had to memorize the seven digits, when they walked down the hall, they were twice as likely to choose the chocolate cake as those who had to memorize two. And this is what the study said, right? The more we use our minds, the less minding power that we have. So you're exhausted because you're stimulated all the time with your phones and screens and all that, and you're working very, very hard, and you're 24-7, and we're the no-cation nation, and we're wondering why we're having self-control issues because this country is actually having... I didn't know if you knew this. We're having self-control issues. And even though we are the... well, Ready, everybody? We are the wealthiest economy in the history of the world. But we're in tremendous debt. How can that be? How can, I'm going to say it again. Can, think, what is the difference 
We work like crazy in this country. We're the wealthiest economy in the history of the world, and we're having financial issues. How could that be? Well, the two are fighting each other, so we need to rest. We need quiet. We need quiet in our lives, and we, we, we need to replenish our self-control. We need to replenish those, those batteries like in our, our cell phones, all right? So I want to show you a picture of somebody. Let's see if you know who this picture is. Who is that guy? Phil Jackson. I'm going to talk to you, not today, but I'm letting you know it's coming. I'm going to talk to you a lot about this guy because I've just finished reading his book, 11 Rings. It was fascinating. And some of you who know who he is, you can say, oh, yeah, that's the, that's the Zen master. Um, okay. All right. <clears throat> Maybe you did not know, but both of his parents were pastors. They were Pentecostal ministers, and he thought seriously about becoming a minister himself. And he learned at a young age the importance of being, being quiet. Listen, when he coached the bulls, let me, tell you, let me just tell you one. I'm not going to give you all the stories. Let me tell you one story. He would begin every season this way. He would line all of his teams up on the baseline. You know he coached the Lakers and the Bulls, right? So he had Jordan, he had Pippen, he had Shaq, he had Kobe. Line them all up on the baseline, everybody. And he would stand in front of me and say, God has ordained me to coach this team. If you are willing to submit to me as a coach, come across that line. Michael Jordan, Scottie Pippen, Shaq, Kobe, they all crossed that line. God has ordained me. Well, we're not going to get into all that now. I want to talk about rest. <laughs> this guy, this guy right here, he would have, you all know how good the... Every, Okay, for non-basketball fans, the Bulls during Jordan's days were phenomenal six championships. Phenomenal. He would have them practice in silence. Because he said our biggest thing was building up this awareness of each other and getting ourselves right mentally and, and, and just being focused and having self-control and discipline. Now, I want to show you a player that played for him. If anybody knows who this guy is, just shout his name out. If you don't know who Dennis Rodman is, for non-basketball, I just want to share something. This guy had major self-control issues. <laughs> this guy loved Las Vegas. And when he went to play for the Bulls, it was later on in his... He was a freak of an athlete. Oh, my gosh. The guy was just absolutely phenomenal athlete. When he went to play for the Bulls, we were like, oh, are you sure you want to take him on? This is a crazy movie. He had self-control issues. Ready? You ready for this? Tell me if you've ever been through a job interview like this before. So uh, he sat with the GM and with Phil Jackson, the coach, and they talked things out. And, and, and so Phil Jackson's still trying to figure out whether or not they're going to do this. So they go in, into a room to have a job interview with just Jackson and Dennis Rodman. And they're talking, major self-control issues. And you know what Jackson does? I want you to think about this on your next job interview. They sit in silence for 10 minutes together. And he wanted quietness and silence to be a part of Rodman's life because he believed that would help him with his self-control issues. And they won three championships together. Quiet. Here's what I want to challenge you with this week. Sit in silence for 15 minutes. And as you sit in silence for 15 minutes, quiet, quiet yourself. I want you to get in your mind a vision of those walls of discipline and self-control in your life being rebuilt. God wants you to rest. There's something holy in it. 
quiet yourself, slow everything down, and allow your cell phone battery to recharge in your own discipline. It's a wonderful thing. We all need to do it, and it's very practical. Okay, here's the second and last. This is going to be very brief what I want to say here. All right? Practical, we need rest. Supernatural, we need the Holy Spirit. We talked a lot about the Holy Spirit this past April in a series we did on free upgrade, okay? We actually did it on this passage I'm about ready to read to you. You cannot, cannot ignore the work and the power of the Holy Spirit in your life. Oh my gosh, we need it. Jesus tells us that. Before he leaves this world, before he ascends to heaven, he says, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute, everybody. Here's one connection you've got to have. You've got to make sure that you're connected to the Holy Spirit. Galatians chapter 5, but the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, which is, which is patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Many people will say that last one, that last characteristic of self-control, actually helps all other eight to operate. All other eight to operate because we've got to have self-control. Okay, I'm going to ask the music team to come out. I'm going to say a few things to you all about the Holy Spirit, and then, then we're going to end. And it's only 1016. Hey. Ah. Now, if that doesn't make you happy, nothing will make you happy, huh? That's ah, awesome. So the music team's going to come out and help me, and um, I want to say a few things to you about the Holy Spirit. And we're going to flash them up here before you, things that the Bible clearly says that the Holy Spirit does in our lives, because we're going to need the practical practical, which is rest. And I want to challenge you, please rest this week with that vision in your mind of those walls of self-control going up in your life. Because all the financial experts say, that is the magic sauce. That's the silver bullet to our financial issues. But you also need the power of the Spirit. Jesus is saying, you want to make sure you make this connection with the Holy Spirit. So here's things straight from the scripture. This supernatural source of power in our lives so we can live disciplined lives, particularly here in the area of money. Here's what the Spirit helps us do. We're told that the Spirit helps us straight up. The Bible just helps us. That's in Romans chapter 8. It says the Holy Spirit wants to help you. Some of you right now, you're sitting here thinking, oh my gosh, I wish I had self-control. I know God wants me to have self-control. I haven't done it here. I haven't done it. You know what? You know what? Okay, okay. No shame. God's not up there like, bam, what's wrong with you? He's up there saying, I want to help you. I want to help you. I understand you're not perfect. I want to help you. We're told the Holy Spirit empowers us. Jesus says, Acts 1, you will receive power. Power. Peter had no self-control. The guy was just a loose cannon. But when the Holy Spirit came into his life, kaboom. He got his life under control. We need to connect with the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit frees us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3, where the Spirit of the Lord is. There is freedom. Some of us feel like we're in bondage this morning. Some of us totally feel in bondage with money. You know what? The Holy Spirit wants to help you with money to set you free. Because where the Spirit of God is, there is freedom. The Holy Spirit transforms us. 2 Corinthians chapter 3 says the Spirit works in our life to transform us. The Holy Spirit comforts us in Acts chapter 9 comforts us so we make a mistake and we feel terrible and we feel shame we feel down the holy spirit doesn't come along and kick us the holy spirit comes along and says, let me lift you back up because god the father the perfect father only wants the best for us so god comforts us doesn't destroy us he comforts us the holy spirit guides us jesus said it himself in john chapter 16 the holy spirit will guide you you need help from the spirit for self-control and discipline you need help with your finances do you need help with your finances are you a part of that group that's in that fifteen thousand dollars worth of credit card debt the holy spirit can guide you out of the mess 
last but not least, the Holy Spirit prays for us. Think about that for a second, everybody. We're told that right now the Holy Spirit is praying for you. Romans chapter 8. The Spirit of God is praying for you. We need the Spirit's work in our lives. So I want to encourage you this week. Rest. There's a blessing in rest. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. And as you rest, before you get up and walk away from that 15 minutes, say, Holy Spirit, I need your power. I need your help. I need your prayers. Come and fill me and build those walls. Build those walls so I can live a life of self-control. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Grace Community Church, a church for people who don't go to church, meets on Sundays at 9.30 a.m. and 11 a.m. in Arlington, Virginia. Connect with us anytime at trygrace.org.